Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, everybody. And what a special day today is. Today is Erev Yom Tov, and it's the Erev Yom Tov of Chag Asukos, Chag Simchosenu, Zman Simchosenu, the time of our happiness. Now, let's try to go in order. One. Let's not forget to make an Erev Tavshilin, because Yom Tov is Thursday and Friday. And Yom Tov, you're allowed to cook, but you can cook on Thursday for Thursday. You can't cook on Thursday for Friday. You can cook on Friday for Friday. But now what are we going to do about Shabbos? And so therefore, this afternoon or sometime today, you designate a cooked food, a piece of fish, um, hard-boiled egg, and a baked food, a matzah, a challah, and you put it aside, and you recite a bracha al mitzvahs eruv, and you recite the declaration, which is found in Sedurim Machzorim, by Erev Tavshilin, understand what you're saying, that with this food we are beginning the food preparation for this coming Shabbos. We put it aside. We've started our preparation for Shabbos today, enabling us to continue our food preparation for Shabbos, our cooking on Friday for Shabbos. But interesting, once we're talking about that, it's important to know that one most preferably should not cook this Friday afternoon till the buzzer. What does that mean? Till the time when you have to light Shabbos candles. The reason for that is because part of the explanation as to how the Erev Tavshilin works is that really I am cooking this food and it should be somewhat edible on Friday, approximately 45 minutes to an hour before Shabbos. So if guests were to come at that time, you could feed it to them, so that in reality you're also cooking for Friday, and it's going to be left over for Shabbos as well, as opposed to cooking till the very last minute, that it wasn't edible for the guests to come uh, beforehand. That is what we do today. Tonight, um, wait a second, one more. Because tonight we begin the mitzvah of yeshiva's sukkah, residing in a sukkah, make sure that you have plans to eat in a sukkah tonight. If you have your own sukkah, wonderful. Um, If your own sukkah is made of canvas, that is the walls of canvas, so make sure that they are taut. If you can tie the canvas down properly, that's the best. And if not, there's still time to contact your local Rav, and he'll guide you how to create halachic walls of lovewood. Now, if you don't have your own sukkah, then A, make sure that you can use the synagogue sukkah. Most every synagogue has a sukkah just for that purpose, for people who don't have their own, as well as for Shalashudas this coming Shabbos. And or people with sukkos, make sure, think about neighbors who might not have their own sukkah and invite them. 
at least that they should wash in the sukkah tonight, because as we'll discuss in a few moments, the primary mitzvah of sukkah is to eat in the sukkah this evening at least a slice of challah. Now, the mitzvah of sukkah, as told to us in the Torah, is coming from tomorrow's Kriyas HaTorah from Pashas Emor, Basukos Teshvu Shivas Yamim. The Jewish people are to reside in Sukkos for seven days. And the Torah gives us a reason, the Man Yedu Dorosechem, that future generations shall know. Kibasukos Hoshavti as Bnei Yisrael. God caused the Jewish people to reside in Sukkos during their 40 year trek in the desert. The Talmud teaches us that. The word Pasukos Teshvu, the word Teshvu means Teshvu Ke'en Toduru. You are to reside in the Sukkah as you reside in your house. Now, what does that mean? A person eats and drinks in his house, so too we are to eat and drink in the Sukkah. A person sleeps in his house, so too we are to sleep in in the sukkah. Now, in terms of sleeping, so the Shulchan Aruch does give an exemption for married men that they can sleep in the home. Now, during the day, however, if one enjoys a Yom Tov rest, a little nap on Yom Tov, so by all means, take your mattress and bring it out into the sukkah. And they're predicting nice weather for the next few days. It's the proper thing to do. Because, interestingly, while from the letter of the law, a person can snack outside the sukkah, if a person takes a short catnap just to re-energize him, that should be done in the sukkah. And that really, married men, should do in the sukkah. So it's if you haven't done it yet, it's a very special experience. Do it. And the idea is that when it comes to eating in the sukkah throughout the week of sukkahs, so from the letter of the law, one could eat non-grain products, vegetables, fruit, outside the sukkah. However, it is a mitzvah to even eat them in the sukkah as well. One is obligated to eat in the sukkah a grain product uh, for which one recites, recites the blessing of hamotzi for bread or mizonos for cake or cereal, etc. That requires sukkah. Now, during the week of sukkos, if a person wishes to have bread, they can and then should eat in the sukkah. Tonight, there is a special halacha of eating in the sukkah. Interestingly, based on the commonality of phrases between the holiday of Pesach 
and the holiday of Sukkos, whereby the Talmud uses the concept of a shava, common phrase, in two different places, giving the law of one to the other. And therefore, just as on the night of the Pesach Seder, there's a biblical obligation to eat matzah, so too tonight there's a biblical obligation to eat in the sukkah. And that's very, very important. And interestingly, even the amount as to how much a person should eat, the Mechaber writes in Simon Tafresh Lamites that tonight, just like by the matzah, one has to eat a kezayis matzah. Tonight, if one ate a kezayis um, in the uh, sukkah of bread, that would be sufficient. However, many uh, disagree and say, if you're doing it already, just as the minimal amount that one has to eat during the rest of the week is a kibetza, the size of uh, the compressed volume of an egg, so too tonight, so one should have more than just a kezayis in the sukkah of bread. They should have the um, uh, even as much as a kibetza. While you don't have to lean to the left, when you eat your uh, challah or bread in the sukkah tonight. However, you should eat the piece of challah in a relatively short period of time, within, let's say, five, six minutes, as opposed to, if you're on a diet, less kugel, etc., but eat the challah within a few moments so you can satisfy the letter of the law of achila, which is not just an amount, but an amount within a certain specific period of time. Uh, uh, good. Now, to show how important eating in the sukkah is tonight, please God, the weather forecast is good. But were it to R-A-I-N, don't even want to say that word, the halacha says you'd have to wait, and after waiting approximately 45 minutes to an hour, you'd put your raincoat on, you'd make kiddush in the rain in the sukkah, you would wash, you would take your piece of challah in a plastic uh, bag, and you would eat that in the sukkah, in the rain, without the bracha, leshe basuka. That's how important it is to eat tonight in the sukkah. Very important, a biblical mitzvah. The Kiddush tonight contains four brachos. The first is the bore priyagofen. The second one is the bracha of Kiddush, mekadesh Yisrael, v'hazmanim. The third is Leshev Basuka, and the fourth one is the Shehechianu, which goes on, number one, the holiday itself of Sukkos, as well as the construction and sitting in uh, the Sukkah. Okay, now, tomorrow morning, Emir Hashem, we have the mitzvah of the Arba Minim.
the Torah tells us again in tomorrow morning's Kriyas HaTorah, you are to take for yourselves, which is tomorrow, and for us the first two days uh, of Sukkos, the Torah tells us we have to take four different species. Now, interestingly, the term Esrog is not found in the Torah. The Torah just says pre eats Hadar, literally the fruit of a good tree. So the idea is that once again, what you have is so much of Torah Sheba Al So much of the oral law is found within the holiday of Sukkos. And in fact, Rav Salavechik Zechatzadik Levracha pointed out that maybe one of the reasons why it's called Zman Simchasenu is because of this integration of the oral law with the written law that one could not observe the holiday of Sukkos without a thorough understanding of the oral law and the excitement that we, uh, man, who was given the oral law and the opportunity of interpreting it as found, you know, in the Talmud, in the Shulchan Aruch, this, it enhances our appreciation of the Yom Tov. The Priyetzadar is the Esrog, the Kapos Tamarim is the Lulav, the palm branch, the Anaf Eitz Avos are the Hadassim, which are your willow, and the Arvinachal are the two myrtle, three willow, two myrtle, with the spine of the Lulav facing you, the green, the three Hadassim are to your right, and the two Aravos are to your left. And the Torah tells us, Usmachtem, we are to literally celebrate uh, with these um, species. Uh, and how do we so do? First of all, when you pick up the Esrog tomorrow morning, you pick it up with the pitom down. And if your Esrog grew without a pitom, again, facing towards the bottom or upside down, because Mida once you've picked it up, you've technically satisfied um, the, the mitzvah. So you pick it up with the pitom down and the lulav in your right hand, the esrog in your left hand, you put the two hands together, and you recite two blessings. Al-Natilas lulav, shechianu, turn the esrog up, and you wave the lulav and esrog three times in each direction in the following order. We start to the east, south, west, north, and then up and down. Okay, now a little bit as to uh, why we are doing what we are doing. So very quickly, when it comes to the sukkah, the Talmud tells us the essence of the sukkah is tsei midiras keva, leave your permanent dwelling place and shave and reside Bediras Aroy, in a temporary dwelling place. Now, I'm going to suggest two very different explanations for our residing in a sukkah. The first one is that we are, think about this, a very interesting idea. 
we are enacting without going into the sukkah, putting it literally into ma'aseh, into action, that which was in the olam hamachshava on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, we made various resolves. On Rosh Hashanah, we blew the shofar to remind ourselves, hey, put your perspectives in the right Put your values in the right perspective. What does that mean? It means what is important in life, what is not important in life. And therefore, too often, we don't just appreciate our home, but we somehow focus too much on the materialism of life. And therefore, just as our resolve on Yom Kippur was to lead a more spiritual life, the sukkah for a week helps us implement that resolve because within this, quote, rather temporary hut subject to the um, uh, vicissitudes of weather especially the rain, etc. In this, one is able to connect with Hashem and to basically say, I am reminded as to what is primary and what is secondary in this world. To quote the fourth chapter of Pirkei Avos, Rav Yaakov teaches that Olam Hazeh, this world, is Dome the prosdor. This world is comparable to the antechamber, to the entranceway. Prepare yourself in this world for your ultimate going to the tracklin, into the actual hall itself of celebration. And so the sukkah reminds us of the opportunity to literally get closer to Hashem And I don't need the home. I do need a sukkah because, as the Talmud understands, based upon the verse, Chaga Sukkos, Shivas Yomim Lashem, there's a sanctity which is found within the sukkah. And secondly, we are reminded of the incredible Hashkacha Pratis, the incredible divine providence that God provided for us in the 40 years, that while we were traveling in the desert, it was like a five-star hotel for us. Namely, we had air conditioning by day, we had heat by night, you were comfortable. Ah, for that reason, a very interesting halacha, mitzta'er, if one were uncomfortable in the sukkah, if there was a bad odor, if there was too hot, too cold, I'm not talking a little bit, but very, very hot, very, very cold, from the letter of the law, one would be exempt, again, except for the first night, which is negotiable. That's, as we pointed out, how important that is. Why? Because being uncomfortable in the sukkah 
goes against the very grain of this mitzvah. Very, very interesting. And take a look at a beautiful essay on this topic by the Be'er Yosef, the late Rav Yosef Salant Zechrono Levracha. This is a little bit about the sukkah. And regarding the Dalit Minim, so very simply, the time of sukkos is when the Jewish farmer was harvesting his produce, and it's a time of happiness and celebration. So the Torah says, take this happiness and celebration and direct it towards Hashem, which is exactly what we do, so that the celebration should not get out of hand, but it should be especially meaningful. Finally, the Kriyas HaTorah for um, the tomorrow and Friday is from Parshas Emor. Shabbos, we read from Parshas Kisisa um, and the Parshas Hamoadim at the end of Kisisa. Let's understand that this is a very special Yom Tov coming. And uh, please, God, next week is Chol Hamoed. If one can take off from work, one should try very hard to take off from work, spend time with family, spend time with friends, spend time with appreciating and being happy and proud that we are Jewish and that we can celebrate these very, very special Yom Tovin together. I take this opportunity to wish everybody a good Yom Tov and a good Shabbos and enjoy the mitzvos. Good Yom Tov and Shabbat Shalom to all.